last time on Join the Party. Hey, you probably remember. After they fought Gutenberg, a whole mass of reporters showed up at Dr. Morrow's place because the entire fight was streamed during the 11 o'clock news to every TV in Lake Town City. Dr. Morrow delicately held January in her arms. Aggie surprised everyone and unmasked. Milo also unmasked and then threw his dad's name into the mayoral race. Val screamed, what? And got a phone call from Aunt Min, which was both vaguely familial and threatening. The classics. You said WTF to the choices, but more like W-A-T-C. What are the consequences? Let's get the party started. It is fall in upstate New York, and there's a real sense of beginning. In other parts of the country, fall might feel like a slow decline in winter, but here in the Adirondacks... Oh, you know what? This is my script from episode one. I need to do the one for this fall in 2020X plus one, now that we are all the way back to fall. Like scientific notation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It is fall in Lake Town City, and everything is a lot different than it was a year ago. (laughs) Almost like we were waiting on those leaves to change, but maybe now they're at their reddest and orangest and yellowest. Maybe we're at the peak. Maybe. You want to hear about some of the stuff that has changed? I do! (laughs) Why would anything change, Aaron? Nothing's changed. Everything's (laughs) fine. Well, everyone gets an alert pushed to their phone, everyone throughout the entire country, because multi-millionaire John Press is out as the head of movable type VC. Oh. And they push that to everyone's phone in the country as an emergency alert. Everyone who signs up for CNN and Average Bear News Alerts. Oh, average gotcha, Bear, gotcha. The Average Bear Alert was actually very thirsty about it. It was like, John Press is out! <laughs> Seems weird that they're pushing that so hard. Without, well, the thing is, he is no longer part of the controlling stake of Average Bear, as movable type is. But the other problem is that not only has John Press disappeared into the air everyone who worked in movable type has also disappeared into the air because all of them were created by gutenberg and were made out of pixels Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of ruins your business model yeah for real (laughs) the money was real the people were not cool there's a real uh, a real metaphor here for like some people's management style but i'm gonna let it marinate Unfortunately, that means that Average Bear has gone into hibernation, but a few folks nice. are, thank you, a few folks are mulling oh, over. because it's bears. Yeah, because it's bears. <laughs> it get nice and chunky before it went to sleep. Yeah, with VC money. Oh, <laughs> but, no. But there's no more. Oh, no. Uh, but a few folks are mulling over starting their new independent entity called Sleuth, which, as everyone knows, is a group of bears. It's a double entendre. Is it ah. really? That's incredible. Yeah. Investigative reporting, and it's also called Sleuth. I, so I was very good. proud of that. Damn, Eric, has the whole campaign led to this? Because yeah. if so, makes sense. Pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. 
<laughs> oh, hold on, I'm gonna revel in this for a second. Of, um, because the problem <laughs> is, <laughs> the problem is, no one knows where John Press slash Gutenberg is. He is fully in the wind. A few times, both superheroes and traditional like FBI enforcement thought that they cornered him. But uh, once you slap the handcuffs on someone and they dissolve into pixels, it's not actually the real. Gutenberg. Classic. The other problem is that the district attorneys in upstate New York and Vermont are both building cases for what happened in the underground water lair for kidnapping and fraud or something, and they're not talking to each other. It's quite a problem. Also, the People's River is registered as a church, so that also is causing How? Explain. <laughs> I get it. It makes sense. Makes sense. Great question. So Gutenberg and everyone who works for Gutenberg, other than, you know, the literal villains who you beat up and put away, like Threadbare and Muncher, they're gone, but uh, everyone else is kind of still in the wind. Someone who did go down, though, was the head of Vitamin M, who also runs Juice. That is Olivia Windsor Bacon. <laughs> It's a great name. This is an incredible name, and I shout out to Olivia Windsor Bacon. Can I play as Olivia from now on? No, Brandon. She is my creation, and I love her because she spent her entire time on the stand promoting her new her new vitamin <laughs> W products that are supposed to undo all of the bad things that happened. And she donates one cent for every time you feel good. <laughs> It's just going to go out there. <laughs> is it is it vitamin W because that's just an M flipped over? Julia, I'm glad you're enjoying my jokes. So what they did is they went to the shelves and just flipped every product upside down and then said it does the reverse. Just all the labels. Yes, exactly. Especially after wow. you all destroyed the vitamin M distribution factory in Lake Town City, they had to start and do something else. <laughs> well, you know, you now all have a lot of new fans, but Gutenberg also has some fans as well. A lot of people, or a decent bunch of people, especially on Reddit, think Gutenberg <laughs> is really cool because he keeps pushing the idea that, like, human superheroes have flaws. Wouldn't you like a bespoke, flawless superhero to do what you need to be able to save? Like, humans, like, they make mistakes. 150 upvotes in our Gutenberg. Aww. Yikes. I will say, though, that a lot of you, especially Milo and Aggie, have been getting a lot of attention for coming out and revealing themselves uh, behind the mask. When you're this attractive, both of us, you get a lot of attention for revealing your face to the world. So we get it. We get it. Mm -hmm. I will also say that, Volcani, your stands are standing harder than ever. Cool. Are they, like, respecting their boundaries and stuff? The mods are doing a lot of work. Uh, I'd like to think that they call themselves the Lava, like nice. as a collective that works okay. around Wakani, especially in Little Italy and people who respect wearing leather jackets at all times. Strong, very strong fandom surrounding Volcani. Is there any kind of Venn diagram between people who wear shorts in all seasons and people who wear leather jackets in all seasons? Are they mortal enemies? What's the what's the relationship here? I think honestly, if you're in that middle of that Venn diagram, you fucking rock. You do fucking <laughs> rock. Like calves out, shoulders covered, prepare for danger. Like I think it's, it's a great. symbiotic relationship where they yeah, feed yeah. off each other. I love that. I'll defend your right to have your legs out if you defend mine to cover my arms at all times. <laughs> It's like a three-circle diagram is people who always wear shorts, people who always wear leather jackets, and Italian grandfathers come together, and the mm. middle is Volcani. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with it. It's the data. I'm sorry, Julia. I could imagine people being really excited that Volcani is 
setting their own boundary of not unmasking. Like, and see people being like, yeah, like, rock on. Like, I respect you. Go you. Yes. A hundred percent. I will say that that has led to uh, the people in Lake Town City deciding whether or not they reveal their identities or not. For example, Lu Nguyen, smartest person in Lake Town City, has always had their name out there. But Lu knows that uh, she's smarter than everyone else and no one can really put a bead on who they are, especially with their face changing technology that they have going. Emily Slaughter, of course, is taking credit for this because Emily Slaughter has always been name out. Uh, though uh, Wendy also revealed her last name, which is uh, her real name is actually Wendy, and her last name is Watzke, W-A-T-Z-K-E. But of course, Wendy also says, you know, it's no one was even following me anyway, and you know, I can't. I'm made out of darkness, so it's cool. <laughs> I like Wendy so much. People have tried to get in touch with the Night of Mirrors, but the Night of Mirrors just flips them off by go after going a hundred <laughs> miles per hour. Phew! past them and everyone else is still kind of on the edge no one else is willingly revealing their real names at this time cool classic cowards excuse you Ex- uh, 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 uh. <laughs> julia's reached through the screen and is now holding brandon by the neck that's very impressive by the shirt there's no hand-to-hand contact <laughs> skin contact there I will say someone did change their name. Tough Stuff is no longer going by Tough Stuff, although not revealing their name because they think that their brand, their personal brand would actually be much better by assigning themselves a nickname. They're going with Hard Body instead. Jesus Christ, Shannon. (laughs) Shannon. That's not better. I was like, anything will be better than Tough Stuff. (laughs) What? But Hard Body is now running with the Somalier. They are superheroing together as a unit. Kind of like just whoever needs them for hire, they're neither good nor bad. It's just whoever will pay them the most. It's they- true girl boss, like chaotic neutral. <laughs> yes, but they're doing it on the own because they don't want Emily Slaughter going anywhere near their revenue. Like superhero mercenaries almost kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're freelancers slash mercenaries. Freelancers, love that. Yeah, you, Brandon, remember in Marvel 1975 issues where they talk about all those freelance, mm-hmm. <laughs> all those freelance superheroes? Mm-hmm. Captain America was freelance for a while. He's the captain of anything you wanted him to be. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever country hires him. <laughs> I will say that I was running this by Amanda, and we decided that if you order a hard body in a sommelier at a diner, it's eggs over hard on burnt toast with grape jelly. <laughs> Like, you know those old automat orders where you're like, hey, buddy, give me like a Red Fox at midnight and then they'll serve you like a a sundae and an espresso. That's that's what I think of. I love that. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. I also want to say that a lot of people are running for mayor now. So <laughs> oh. what happened la- before is that since Dr. Morrow has abdicated, I guess, the mayorship. The throne. The throne, right. Since Dr. Morrow has abdicated the mayorship, like, Lake Town City doesn't know what to do. It's like this idea of elections and like an electoral process has been kicked down the road every five years as we just assume Dr. Morrow is going to be mayor forever. And when she dies, we'll figure it out. So there's like no political parties (laughs) aligned in Lake Town City. It's just like a lot of people are campaigning and they still got to figure out when this like special election is going to happen. It could be six months from now. It could be two weeks from now. It's very much still up in the air. And a lot of people are just like coming out and running. So Aunt Min is throwing her hat in the ring. Byron Zorn obviously has started campaigning immediately after hearing that Dr. Morrow went down. Hank Lane 
who definitely wanted to do this and wasn't pushed <laughs> to do this in any sort of way. Councilman Burdock, obviously getting in the mix on an anti-powered campaign. Brian Roper also has decided to be a part of it, as even as an ancillary council person. They're still in the mix. And there's also like a bunch of people you haven't heard of, like someone who has 12 cats is like in there and being like, cats need to be more respected in Lake Town City and I'm running on the feline party. It's a, it's a kitty party. That's true. Can we discuss as a group at some point getting Brian Roper eliminated from the competition because we do have witnesses that he was at the underwater lair? Yeah, fully in the People's River. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fully probably being uh, investigated for crimes, so probably shouldn't be running for mayor. Yeah, I think maybe Hank's party is like the humanist party, but there's like a super in front of it in parentheses. Cute. In stylization, you know, okay. it's like the superhumanist party as opposed to like the anti-superhuman party of Burdock. After a few weeks, everyone who's running for mayor gets an email and says, uh, there are no parties. Stop saying you're part of a party. <laughs> you can have platforms. You don't have to have a party. Uh, <laughs> We've done a little bit of a time jump here. I just I want to check in with all three of you. And I guess we'll start with Milo. Milo, how is uh, how is advising Hank Lane's mayoral campaign going? Oh, I'm not advising it because I want to make sure that there's a separation between one of Hank Lane's most important thing is meritocracy, right? So, like, I want to make sure, one, that just because I'm his son doesn't mean I get a special treatment. And two, there needs to be a separation. He's running on the separation of superhumans and government. So Hank wants to make sure that, like, no one thinks that he has the superheroes as his own, like, personal security force, sort of uh, a la Dr. Miramaro did. But I think the campaign is going very well. Um, and obviously, Milo is campaigning for his father, but he's not necessarily in the party. What are you doing to campaign for Hank Lane? Uh, you know, hitting up all the major spots, going to all the Astros on Friday nights, buying everyone bowling balls, doing lots of cool little magic tricks to show off. I love that this is the equivalent of like all the cool bands playing for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like it's like the strokes are here and so is Kilanova. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. And uh he's also been sort of trying to drum up support and public approval for this idea of like the big brothers, big sisters for superheroes that Wakani and um others are wanted to start. For sure. Uh, I think that the one big thing that Hank did to show you that he was serious because, you know, you woke him up and then he was basically like dad tired for like three days afterwards because you woke him up in the middle of REM sleep. The main thing that he did is that he stepped down from his job at the Office of Technology Assessment. Mm. You got it. So he's like, you know what, if I'm going, I want to show everyone I don't have the same secrets as Dr. Morrow. So I'm going to step down from this and I'm going to give up my clearance. And if they want me back after, if, if I don't end up winning which hopefully I do because I definitely want to do this. Now. Now. <laughs> now that I, as greatness is thrust upon me, I, I want to make sure people don't think I'm, I have secrets. I'm not everyone's dad, but if they want me to be their dad, I could be. Hey, Lake Town City, do you want to go to the ball game with me? God, that's a good slogan. <laughs> so cute. What's our minor league baseball team? Hold on. This is important. Oh, man. Absolutely. The Oysters. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. All right. It, it's no mountain lobsters, but they're an important part of the, you know, underwater ecosystem. I like that. 
I wonder if they want to do something that's not water-based because that's like the hockey team does that. Sure. They can have the same colors, though. I think it's a very much like a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, the town, Lake Town City doesn't want to do anything aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Like, it could be the Evergreens. Yeah, I, they, I was thinking the forest. I like the Evergreens. That's cool, too. Yeah, I'm digging the Evergreens. What about the Leaf Peepers? No. It's pretty good. Yeah. A little touristy. They change their name to the Leaf Peepers on the first day of fall. And then they have alternate jerseys where it's red, yellow, and orange. Wow. It's pretty good. That's yeah. great. I like peep, a, a peep, pink peep, and a dark. Peep, 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 peep. <laughs> that, that's the chant. Peep, peep, peep. Oh, my God. I forgot what I was. I totally forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I think it's also important to note that Tuna has become the campaign um, mascot for Hank. Like people just think Hank Tuna is like Hank's cat. It's just like ambiguous whether or not Tuna is a ghost or not because Tuna's just now can like just appear at will. So it's just like mm, I'm helping. I I like the people. <laughs> and like when Tuna slowly saunters onto stage, people just go wild. <sighs> yeah, Hank can't accept gifts, but Tuna sure can. <laughs> <laughs> Tuna is not a political entity. Oh no, maybe Tuna's ego has gotten even bigger. Probably. I, I love the idea of there being like a full like bluefin tuna that's been caught and given to Hank for tuna, and there's like pack checks stuffed inside of the tuna, and he has to like take it out and throw it out and be like, "I'm not taking these," and then tossing the tuna to tuna. Hank doesn't take pack money. Hank only does small donor donations. Mm, I'm de- you can definitely coerce me, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't vote. I'm a cat. Mm, I can't vote. <laughs> Also, I'm dead, but don't tell anybody. Two and a has a super paw? Is that something? Pretty good. That's pretty good. I was thinking something about shoe leather, about baseball glove leather that Hank's really just hitting the pavement, you know, Mm -hmm. throwing some balls, Mm -hmm. playing catch with some kids. Kids can't vote, but the parents can. (laughs) Aggie, remind me, how many siblings do you have? It's Aggie, Danny, Aaron, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. Me, B plus six. You plus six. Last session, you rolled a deception check for if the other... O'Hare siblings had superpowers. Something that your paramour, Tegan Murphy, had re- reported on obliquely, and there ha- was a certain paper trail. You rolled a 19. Please roll a d6 for me. Mm. <laughs> Which sibling's gonna be revealed? One. Oh, good fucking roll. Oh, no. Oh, does that oh, mean no. it's Danny or Quinn? Is it Danny or Quinn? <laughs> I, I will give it I'll give this to you. Do you, one of your siblings has their powers revealed? Who is it? It's Danny. And he's like, Yeah, it's art. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, my art moves people. What do you want from me? I love that. Like it's a New York Times. You want your fellowship back? Have it. It's art. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that there's like a New York Times Sunday like magazine report. On it being like, the two oldest O'Hare siblings have powers, but the rest don't. And while Aggie O'Hare, a.k.a. Multitool, uses that power in Lake Town City, Danny O'Hare uses it to look inside of ourselves. And there's like a whole thing. Yeah, Danny says, it'd be like, it's art. I don't. I think he also plays it like a little obliquely. I think that he, because he can't actually describe what it is that happens when he paints, he's like, yeah, all artists go into their mindscape and then paints what they do. I just do that. Like, how and, am I any different? Yeah. And sometimes it reveals the future. What? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure, too, that they can dig up examples of, like, reviews of his from over the years of people saying, like, there's just something different about seeing it in person, you know, or, like, something about this piece connects with me. And 
he's like, I, I haven't deceived anybody. I, I make the thing you buy that like, wh- what what do you want? And if anything, I'm sure the value of his work just goes up. If my superpower was frescoes, you wouldn't have a problem with it. A hundred percent. I think his value goes up. And the other of your siblings, for now, no one else's powers are revealed. I think they buy it if, if Danny is like, hey, do you have superpowers? And he's like, yes, I have to drive my kids to school. Go away. <laughs> They're so smart. They're so smart and so little. Uh, Ryan does text you like a lot like on a Sunday morning Ryan texts you like 20 times in a row worried that he's going to get revealed and then calls you like five times in a row okay so let's review what is Ryan's power Ryan's power is he has gills right but he I mean he hasn't used it because all of his competitions are captured in like 4k slow-mo I think he's probably worried that People could bring it up and it could impact like his medals or something like that. But yeah, you get like a lot of texts. It's just like, oh, wow, I can't believe you didn't think of anyone else when you decided to do that. What about uh, my medals and all of my world records and all of my X Games medals, which are more important than Olympic medals? Fair enough. <laughs> Ryan, you you literally almost outed me as having a power when I did not talk about having a power when that article came out. What? I didn't do that? What do you mean? That didn't happen. Okay, Ryan. You know what? It's a good thing I've been doing so much lung training that I don't need these gills. So don't tell people that. So it's fine. Even if you did, actually, it's fine. Do you want to talk about uh, Marissa Gold the summer before middle school? Because we can definitely we can talk about that. She's very famous now, Ryan. That'd be very embarrassing if all your poems were to come out. You know? <sighs> no! Aggie! Aggie. Stop! And they call. He tries to call you. I don't pick up. <laughs> Aggie, no! Stop! <laughs> Sibling blackmail, Aggie. It's a whole new, a whole new world, whole new page. <laughs> hey, and like, what's going on with Val? Uh, I guess is a question I have for you, Julia. That's a that's a great question. Can we like flash back to the end of summer where Val and Hitomi are finally moving in together into their new apartment? Sure, that sounds wonderful. I think that uh, as you finally moved into your new apartment, Domi is carrying like oversized boxes, but then uh, and she's like, "Oh, it's so heavy!" Oh, and she puts them down, and you look, and there's like one book in it. You're like, "Look, I'm strong like you." <laughs> it's okay. Not a lot of people are strong like me, but her wingspan is so impressive. It is. It truly is. Her bones are hollow. I think our our bird bones hollow. Yes, they, yes, are. they are. Her bones are hollow. Bird bones. So I think Val, like, once all of the boxes are moved into the apartment, is just like, hey, so, like, just want to have a quick conversation with you before we just, like, officially are fully moved in here now. Uh, I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, Val, you snore. That is fair, and we can get a white noise machine or something like that if that is something that bothers you. You also sleep very heavily, so I'm not sure it's, like, too much of a problem so long as you go asleep before me. Mm, mm, good point, good point. I did want to make you wear those little breathe stri- the breathe right strips just to see what you would say. But you actually had a important thing you wanted to say, and I deflected. Go ahead. That's okay. That's another thing we could discuss after this conversation. So you remember that uh, press conference that happened a while ago where like a bunch of superheroes revealed their superpowers? Mm, Yeah. No, I got a shirt that had a multi-tool on it. 
I'm having it forwarded to the new apartment, but it's like her arms, her arms are on top of the shirt. That's incredibly good. So it makes you look like you have stretchy arms. Is that official merch or is that unlicensed? Brandon, it's on Redbubble. What do you think? <laughs> so, someone made that art and then someone tweeted underneath it, I wish this was a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Val is like very much like, all right, don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you remember Multitool revealed herself to be to be a certain person who you've met before. And then also yeah. Killanova revealed himself to be another person that you've met before. Remember yeah. we went to that Christmas party a while ago and then we had the yeah. perfect spring day. And Aggie's sister knows Taylor Swift. That yes. was cool. I love that. That was cool. So, like, do you remember the third person who didn't? reveal their superpowers and secret identity there in front of that big audience um could you uh, like describe them to me i can't (laughs) val sweating no val just goes uh they're about my height and (laughs) my build and have a similar haircut to me and uh also wore a leather jacket yes similar similar style Hangs out in similar places. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. of you really love Little Italy. Never seen and... you two in the same room. <laughs> you yeah. say them. Yeah, both of you punch really hard. Okay, I know you're not a stupid person, but I did just want to give you an out in case you didn't want to move in with the superhero. That's and all. I, and I wanted to give you an out for when you were actually going to tell me, but you really led me down the garden path. <laughs> I really tried to. Yeah. Yeah, I... Listen, I don't Did you really think that your mom had new recipes she needed to run by you that many times? You know, it's that's not always what an Italian emergency means. Sometimes it's like someone has to come scrub this pot and I don't have the arm strength to really get into it and get all the stains out, you know? Yeah, the first time that I was worried and then you sent me a photo of you scrubbing a pot really hard, I thought I was wrong, but now I've kind of put it together. Yeah, you know, I feel like if I was more concerned about what your reaction would have been, that I would have come up with better excuses. Mm -hmm. Like subconsciously, I feel like I was probably giving you really shitty excuses because I wanted you to know. Sure. Um, So... I guess I wasn't really worried because I know Volcani can take a punch. That's but true. How many punches are you taking on behalf of, I guess, like, is your job just getting punched in the face? Because that's scary. My job is getting punched in the face, but it's also punching people back. And it's my job to make sure that the squishier members of my team can do the things (laughs) that they need to do while I do those punches. You can just say Milo. He's not here. Yeah, I mean Milo. (laughs) He's been working out. He's not that squishy anymore. (laughs) But the good thing is Milo's got ghost powers, which is life and death, I guess. And so whenever I get punched a lot, he can help make me feel better. With his ghost cat. 
Not if he knows you called him squishy. <laughs> well, he's not here, thankfully. <laughs> he's not in this scene. You hear the ghost of Milo. <laughs> Toby looks around and be like, wow, we're really talking a lot of shit about Milo. I'm glad he's not here. I'm not yeah, listening yeah. to this. Um, no, I know. It's it's fine. You didn't have to tell me. And No, but I wanted ke- to. Okay, well, I'm glad you did. It's... I, you know, like I figured, like I said, I figured it out. But now you told me, and I'm gonna worry anyway. But now you know I'm worrying, right? Yeah. So just come back in one piece, and don't like, I don't know, switch bodies with someone else and become a villain or something. Why? That's a weird assumption that you would make about how my life goes. I was stuck in a time loop at one point. <laughs> doesn't feel doesn't feel like that much of an assumption to me. <laughs> okay, you know what? I I kind of realized that as I said it. <laughs> Hitomi reaches back and grabs one of the boxes that she brought in, and she opens it up, and there's like some like 1990s pulpy comic books about Doctor Morrow. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, I got these off of eBay because I w- thought I wanted to get figure out what was this, and they, you know, in issue in issue twelve, Doctor Morrow switches, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Morrow switches souls with Mecha Stalin, and I was worried <laughs> that would happen to you. So, uh, that is a fair assumption. She has told me multiple times that they took some liberties with those comic books, but sure. I. Can't say for certain which liberties were taken, to be quite honest with you. She also said they didn't take enough liberties. <laughs> it's very confusing. I mean, speaking of, so what... Have you talked to her at all? Is this like a breakup? like With Dr. Morrow? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a breakup necessarily. I think it's more like, hey, uh, you made some bad calls in the past. And now we kind of have to figure out what our relationship is like. We're like taking a step back from each other and reevaluating what the situation is. Mm, sure, sure. She's also like not the mayor anymore, so. Yeah. No, she can kind of do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Should I vote for Milo's dad? Uh, probably. Don't vote for my aunt. <laughs> fair no no that's fair that's fair i do like that lady with all the cats though she's got a lot of things to say i know i really <laughs> did like the cat party mm-hmm. though i'm voting cat party all the way down um <laughs> you know this is listen i appreciate you telling me and it was going to be on your own time i wasn't going to put you on it but uh we will need to take some photos together and you will need to dramatically save me from a burning spaghetti cart um obviously i'll find a photographer Great. Thank you. Eric, I wish there were spaghetti carts. Holy shit. There you go. <laughs> They're all in Little Italy in Lake Town City. They could sell them on little bird nests with stuff in the middle. Yeah, like a little cone, like yeah. when you get a crepe, but it's, uh, you can yeah, you yeah, do yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that Hitomi wraps her arms around your neck and kisses you and says, when you're locked out, just don't punch the door in. I'm getting really good at finding keys. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah, you did buy five fake rocks and you just put them all, all over the front. Which is weird because they're all inside. 
<laughs> they're all outside. They're decorative. Your entire like outdoor patio is all fake rocks, like in a rock garden. No, no. The problem is, Brandon, we don't have an outdoor patio. It's just <laughs> rocks in the hallways. I think we flash forward to like four months from now when Aggie, like bedraggled, like sleep hair, is stretching Val onto their own fire escape. <laughs> and Val <laughs> like, I said I can't lose my keys. Fuck. And Aggie's like, oh, I just want to go back to sleep. No, Aggie, if you just let me in the building somehow, I'll go to one of the fake rocks in the hallway and I'll find one of the keys. Yeah, Aggie like flattens her hand under like the gap in the front door. Yeah. Thank you, Aggie. We flash forward another four months later and Milo's come over and he turns himself into a gaseous cloud to go under yep. the door <laughs> in yeah. order to get yeah. the fake rock and get the Why key. Why do I keep losing my keys? <laughs> Tuna just walks through the door and being like, what are we doing? <laughs> Hell yes. That was at the end of summer. We are moving forward into October. Hey, I didn't forget about your fame modifier. Do you remember that? What? Yes. (laughs) Rude to all of you. So we we talked about the fame modifier a little bit, as people know you, but I would think that we've kind of reshuffled the deck here about what to do about the fame modifier. Here is how I see it. Aggie and Milo, at all times, if there is a person looking at you, you can add plus two to your role for fame. Hell yeah. Volcani, you can also add plus two to fame, but Val cannot. And Volcani, you need to like, when you are not in Little Italy, you need to like be around the two more famous superheroes to activate your fame modifier as well. Wow, rude. (laughs) At the same time, though, if you want to do something like secretive that people don't see, you will need to hide things away, either with stealth checks or sleight of hand checks, depending on what what it calls for and you won't get that fame modifier bonus but people will see you doing it which can cause some of their own problems there so if we you know are in public and we try to snatch a something out of someone's hands will we take a negative to our role or is it just a more difficult dc or both or you won't have the bonus the dc itself will be the same but if you fail regardless of whether you fail or succeed i think people someone might see you still gotcha And uh, that might cause problems for you in the future. Gotcha. And I think speaking of fame, Eric, do you know who's really fucking stoked that Aggie is now publicly out as multi-tool and in fact relocated around the globe to take advantage of their proximity to their oldest daughter's fame? Oh, no. no. Is it your parents? My parents very moved back to Lake Town City. Oh, no. Fucking yikes. Okay, here's a good question. How do you find that out? They wake me up at like 7.30 one morning um, by coming in and rifling under my sink to like get my tools because they have to like hang up a tapestry that they bought in Tibet. That's incredible because of course they have your keys, right? Oh, yeah. They like got it from Quinn when they met her when she like met them at the airport or they like stopped by her apartment first and then they took the train up, something like that. Make a wisdom check for me. (laughs) That's for sure a four. Okay, that's a four. Yikes. Aggie. You wake up suddenly because you hear someone rifling around in your kitchen. So part of how Aggie can move so quickly as multi-tool is that she can just take big old stretchy steps. Sure. <laughs> and so in this case, like she's like lying on her back uh, sleeping and Pizza the dog is curled up next to her and of doesn't course. care about strangers, just cares if they have pizza. And so <laughs> she like jolts awake, stretches out her arms to grip the doorway, stretches out her leg. 15 feet in front of her to pull herself like a slingshot into the main room of the bungalow. Incredible. Make a dexterity check for me. 
Nine. Nine. Uh, make an attack roll. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. Switch and die. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're luckily that you did a 10 because as you stretch forward with the dexterity check was how you were able to control yourself as you burst sure. into the room. But with a nine, I think you sling yourself forward because you're like, oh, Gutenberg's minions are yeah, in my yeah, kitchen yeah. ready to get me. And you're just ready to like fly through. You fly through the kitchen and go right in between your mom and your dad. And your mom is holding like, a hammer and a tapestry, and your dad is holding a piece of bread. <laughs> you just like you fly in between them and like slam into your kitchen cabinet on the other side. Yeah, your dad's like, <laughs> he's choking on the bread oh, no. that he was eating. Your mom's like, Aggie, please, mom, what are you doing here? Uh, I needed to get some tools. We didn't have any in our new home in, uh, in the uh, new house that we just moved into. You know what I mean. What are you doing physically here in Lake Town City? Oh, you know, we thought we had talked about it. And first of all, say hi to your father. <coughs> Pizza has run in and is eating the bread from the floor. Hey, sport. Uh, we moved in just a little while over there. And thank God you weren't going to, you didn't tell us you were multi-tool. Uh, I I told the entire world in like a very emotional and unplanned moment of of revealing myself and my identity. Well, I'm very glad that it was unplanned because not telling your mother before such an important announcement feels um, you know, other mothers might be a little offended by that, but I'm not. It's I'm not. So, mom, why would you bring up the fact that you're not offended if you're not actually offended? <laughs> She's not offended. <laughs> I gotta sit down. Uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. So, uh, how long, tell us everything. Tell us, uh, what's Vulcani like in real life? I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) He turns around and and goes to the bathroom, grips the sink, stares at herself like, what choices have I made to bring myself to this moment? (laughs) It would have been so much worse if Gutenberg's goons were here. I would have preferred that so much more. (laughs) And I think while she's in the bathroom, she texts Quinn like, SOS, how does mom have your keys? (laughs) Quinn responds with three shrugging emojis. Your mom calls out to you uh, while you're in the bathroom and says, you know, it's funny. I I didn't know that there were so many superpowered superpowered individuals running around Lake Town City. Just on the drive up here, there was an accident that was being cleared out by uh, someone with, uh, I guess... Big, big old arms, I guess, is the only thing I say. And I saw someone else um, restoring electricity to a to a building that didn't have any. Uh, do you know these? Are they your friends? Should I have said hi? Um, never say hi to a superhero. They're probably doing something <laughs> dangerous. Uh, what? Tell me more about them. What do you mean, big arms? Were they like metal arms? Were they were they flesh arms? Not, yeah, just really, really, Aggie. I just want to say this first. You know I'm not someone to think, uh, to make a judgment about their character just from the way that they look. But, uh... Mom, I'm literally asking you to describe their physical characteristics so I might be able to, like, know who these people are. They had big arms! What do you want? They had big arms! And the other person was made out of pure electricity, I guess. Oh, great. Uh, no, no, I don't know who they are. What what exit was this at? Oh, wait, see. Uh, do I, I have... Her name. Her name is uh, Alice. Do you know Alice? Electricity powers. We just talked about not saying hi to any superhero under any circumstances, Mom. Oh, they gave me a they gave me a card. Um, she gives you a card, and it says, <laughs> "It says Alice with an exclamation point. Power for you." <laughs> That's really cute. What is there like an address or a phone number? Uh, yeah, there's a phone number on it. 
is it this area code, 518? It is. And also there's oh. an email that's alice at aliceforyou.com. I'm going to put that in my in the pocket of my flannel pajama set and say uh, that it's actually really interesting. I, I will look them up. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very it's a different time. Like when this started, it was very, you know, um, clandestine. It was the first project of its kind. I couldn't tell anyone for fear of, you know, making them unsafe. Uh, but it's it's different now, like that whole kind of thing with Gutenberg. You know, we we didn't have the option to stay um, to stay quiet like it it was put into the public um without our our choice so i made the decision to kind of embrace that identity because you know this is what i'm doing with my life now sure sure you know what is there like a yelp for for powered people because alice wasn't very good why not (laughs) well you know the electricity in the building went on, but the electricity around all the buildings around it went off, and I think that that was mm. a problem. Per- the guy with the big arms, great though, very good. Oh, ten yeah. out of ten. Did he have a card? No, he was just had big arms. Okay. <laughs> so where are you living? All right, well Remember I have to go. We have a lot that we, we have to do. Come on, to, like, let's go. Not, you can just move here and like interrupt <laughs> my life. And, like... uh, we'll talk to you. We'll, we'll come over sometime. Convenient, uh, Dad. Okay, bye. I'm taking this. <laughs> Aggie uh, watches the door close, looks around. It's like her curtains stop waving in the breeze that it leaves, and then just like plonks her head down on her kitchen counter. <laughs> Fuck. Seems like maybe Aggie's mom has a crush on big arms guy. Mm-hmm. He had big arms. <laughs> big That's all arms. I know. You know? Hey, it's Eric. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It is kind of like the celebration of fall, that we have done all of the fall things, and we are bundling up for winter. It's kind of like the pre- gathering before the winter holidays and the long winter begins. And I hope everyone had fun. I know sometimes holidays are tough, but, you know, maybe you cook something great. Maybe you hung out with your friends. Maybe you just got a chance not to get any work emails for a few days. I hope it went well. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the mid-roll. I made you a leftover sandwich. Mm, Hey, well, what are you cooking over there? Did you make me a sandwich? Or do you still have some pie you're getting out of your system? You're making like a pecan or something? Wait. No, it smells like... Oh, it smells like incredible new merch from Join the Party! You gotta get your new pins! The Time Shark, the pet pile of all the new pets of Campaign 2, and the Campaign 2 Join the Party logo in its black and green glory. We also have a new sticker where you introduce yourself, your name, and also Hello My Superpower is, so people will introduce their superpowers as well. So you can use that for galas, bar mitzvahs, any other family gathering, and more. No joke, shout out to Pork Chop for convincing his work to buy 25 of these stickers for a real on-site training. We stand a legend. Pick up the pins and the new sticker at jointhepartypod.com slash merch. Make sure to grab them soon so that they'll be there for whatever winter holiday you choose. And it's already Hanukkah, so you might be behind. Get your merch now. jointhepartypod.com slash merch.
Thank you to all of our patrons and all of you who have joined us recently. I'm actually recording this in the past, so I don't have all the patrons who've signed up, but we're going to double up on the next episode, but we deeply, deeply appreciate all of you. I guess I just want to lay out what you actually get with the Patreon. I know we talk about community and how amazing you are, but you get a lot of stuff. You get our bonus podcast slash vodcast party planning, which is all about being a better player in DM and whatever the join the party folks want to talk about to each other. We talked about Brandon's ascension to pizza godliness recently. You're going to love that. You get the bonus campaign, Join the Team, which is based on a game that I wrote with Misha Stanton, which is like a role-playing game of a sports anime or a sports drama like Friday Night Lights. You're going to love it with a bunch of our friends, Josh Rubino, Marquez. They were great. You always get bloopers, you get playlists, you get Discord access, and a whole lot more all the way from nearly two campaigns worth of stuff. That is a whole lot waiting for you behind that paywall. So go right now, patreon.com slash join the party pod. That is patreon.com slash join the party pod. You can check out the other shows that are a part of the Multitude Collective, and I think you're going to love our newest show, The Queer Movie Podcast. The first episode of the rebooted show has come out on Thanksgiving, and they're off and running. Queer Movie Podcast is a queer movie watch party hosted by Rowan Ellis and Jazza John. Join them as they research and rate their way through the queer film canon one genre at a time. From rom-coms to slashers, art house to black and white classics, and a lot of genres they kind of made up along the way, like a teen trashy movie, that's in there as well. Any genre you can think of that you can kind of like group a bunch of stuff together. I wonder if we can convince them to do Ocean's 8 as a queer heist. Maybe uh, maybe that will count. I, I can only imagine from the looks that those women give each other. Queer Movie Podcast is a celebration of all things gay with five A's on the silver screen. New episodes come out every other Thursday. Check it out now. Smash that subscribe. We are sponsored by Quip. Good health starts with good habits, and Quip makes that easy, delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine, including floss string that expands to clean or reusable floss pick that replaces over 180 disposable picks at every refill. I have a permanent retainer in my mouth on my bottom, and I always use that as an excuse at my dentist to say that I can't floss, but really, I just need something that could actually help because I don't want to try to thread the floss in like I'm sewing a quilt. I don't want that. But with the floss pick, I actually think I can do something with that. They also have mouthwash that's four times concentrated, which is all up in your mouth. Good for you, your mouth, and the planet. If you go to getquip.com slash join the party right now, you will get your first refill for free. That is your first refill free at getquip.com slash join the party. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash join the party. Quip, the good habits company. We are also sponsored by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races from all types of genres and thousands of parts to choose from. And they are always innovating, putting out new stuff. Now there are some new tales for you to add onto your minis. There are dragon tales, dino tales, spiky tales, and a scorpion tail. And you know what that means. With the incredibly powerful customization of Hero Forge, you can make an andalite from animorphs. 
Check it out. Four legs like you were making a centaur. Throw blue skin on there. Take off the mouth. Add the scorpion tail. And they can, like, hold an item. So they can hold a glowing blue box that turns you into animals. Bang! Start your Animorphs campaign right now and invite me to it. Or start whatever campaign you want when you go to HeroForge.com right now and make the mini of your dreams. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. You know, you go to the auto mechanic and they work on your car so that your car doesn't break down on the road. You go and see a dentist for your teeth to make sure that, like, your mouth doesn't hurt. But you go there before it actually starts to hurt. Going to therapy is like everything else. It is routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. You can't just, like, see if it's a bones or no bones day and that's going to shake it all out because the bone witch always wants your bones. And you can't rely on what she says. You can rely on your therapist and working this stuff out for your own mental health. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast, sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Join the Party. And now, back to the show. All right, I think that uh, if we turn the page in the comic book... What does that sound like? Cree. <laughs> oh, sorry. Someone has to oil this comic book. Jesus, real old. We had to turn the comic book. We have a group of friends driving, kind of like an old beat-up station wagon across Highway One. Like you see the outside of a beautiful fall day. Some leaves like fluttering onto Highway One. And inside the driver, there's like a speech bubble that says, so who do you think would win in a fight? Emily Slaughter or Volcani? Volcani all the way. <laughs> well, uh, Volcani's super strong. And I think that's much better than anything else that, that Emily Slaughter could throw out. Um, you seem to be forgetting that Emily Slaughter has incredible anime sword powers. And I think that uh, that would be pretty cool. Also, also, Emily Slaughter, everyone knows her name. So I, obviously you're not afraid of anything. Um, this isn't Super Smash Brothers. Just because you have a sword doesn't make you better than everyone else. And as they are pulling off on an exit going to Weston, you see that the, the driver of the car leans like leans over the shoulder to talk about Super Smash Bros. Melee. And like the next panel below, he turns back. You see that a television screen has kind of zipped up in front of the windshield. And it's kind of just like some blocky figurines. Be like, don't worry. It's all going to be over soon, thanks to Gutenberg. As, as the car careens over to the right and drives right into a, an electrical pole with like telephone wires, things snap, it falls down, hits a transformer, explodes into fire, and at that point, the LT3 run onto the scene. Everyone, please make perception checks for me as you survey the damage. Nine. Uh, well, good to know my new set of dice is the same as my old. Three plus nine for 12. Jeez. I got a six, but I'm going to re-roll with a luck point to 17. 17. Wonderful. 
for uh, Volcani and for Kilanova. The two things that are happening here, this car is stuck underneath the power line. The power line has fallen over on top of the car. The like electrical wires are kind of like flailing wildly around. It's kind of just like like a dangerous snake and is going to hurt someone if someone doesn't do something about it. There's also the explosion of the transformer has also caught the building next door to go up in flames. Those are the two things that you see there. Aggie with a, with a 17, there is a Skytram line that is crossing over kind of the disaster zone here, and there is a Skytram actually coming towards the scene. You don't know if the wires are compromised or if they're in danger, but it is still currently moving forward. Okay. Here is what I will tell you. Each of these problems take multiple successes to fix them. That is all the information that you have. You can work on them all together. Each of you gets one action. So this is kind of like a skill challenge, but it's kind of like, do whatever you want. It's free jazz, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to save people from this disaster? I can take the tram. Uh, so I want to remove the guys from the car and hopefully move the electrical lines to a safer location. Sure. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to go into a rage. Sounds like a good idea. Volcani hates car accidents. Yeah, Volcani hates car accidents. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, so I'll go into a rage. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, like, try to first, I guess, like, pull up and then put to the side the actual electrical pole itself. Sure. So that, one, it's out of the way, and two, I can get these guys out of the car once I need to. Hell yeah, please make a dexterity saving throw as the electrical wires kind of like flail in your direction. Cool, I get danger sense, so I get advantage on that. Yes, you do. Cool. I also have uh, monk evasion, so I'm gonna bring some of the bodies out too. 18 first. All right, so an 18 plus one, so a 19. Cool, it's gonna give you uh, guidance, but I don't think you need it. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'm gonna run behind Volcani and start pulling people out as they're moving the pole away. Yeah, I want to see if I can lift it as high as I can just to get the electrical lines off the yeah the ground so it makes it easier for you to pull them out safely. That'd be great. Hell yes. All right, Volcani, you take 13 points of electrical damage. Ah, that's nothing. Yeah, you're fine. It's like it's, you get tagged by the electrical wire as like wildly, like, you know, it's shaking around randomly. And I think it hits you a little bit, but uh, nothing that you can't stand up to as, you know, the, the person who takes punches in the face from big people all the time. You are able to move past the electrical wires and uh, make a strength check to uh, move the telephone pole. You got it, bro. Oops, glad I have advantage on those in a rage because that was a nat one for the first roll. <laughs> and then a 16 plus eight. So a 24. Hell yes. Yeah, you dramatically get, lift the telephone pole from on top of the old station wagon. At that moment, I would love to reach into the car and pull out the two people who are closest to me. Kurt, also make a dexterity saving throw for me. That's an 11. An 11. You are so lucky. Please take 17 <laughs> points of electric damage. I rolled so bad. <laughs> I rolled so bad the damage. One, two, two, three, four, five. Incredible. On D6s? On D6s. That was oh, 66 wow. electrical damage. That was incredible. Good job, dice. Well, yeah. because of my monk evasion, I'm actually going to take half that. So Fuck I'll... me. God <laughs> damn it. Nine points of damage. Yeah, yeah. That's take fine. nine points of damage. You stretch your way in. What does it look like? 
I think I'm just gonna yank open the doors and pull those two guys out. And then I'll stretch my arms behind me to like move them away from the car as fast as possible so I can stretch back and get the third one. Sure, make another dexterity check. Mm -hmm. I think that as you're doing that, yeah, once again, the electrical wire tags you as well. But you know, electricity and wire and rubber, who would have thought? I <laughs> uh, got nat one, so I'm gonna re-roll the luck point. Mm -hmm. Do it. Uh, that's a nat 20. <laughs> Hell yes, Nat 20. Uh, I think you tried to grab two. The third guy hops onto his friend's back and you're able to, to grab all of them out of there. Great. Uh, one of them says, oh no, actually, Aggie's the best. Aggie would beat everyone in the fight. <laughs> what? Get out of here. Hey, fucking rude. Could you think you could beat Emily Slaughter in a fight? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> nice, I knew it. Okay. I think what I'm gonna do is call forth a earth elemental. Sure. Because as we all know from Pokemon rules, Earth does not take much thunder damage, which mm -hmm. uh, is actually true in D&D too. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna ask it to go and wrangle the power cable and get it under control at least while we take care of the other stuff. That sounds great. What spell is that? That is called Conjure Elemental. It is a fifth level spell. Love it. I love fifth level spells. Roll on your uh, on your doohickey for me. Yeah. That's an eight, so I'm up to three. Wonderful. It's like, hey, little sand shrew, could you take care of this live wire for me, please? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Um, As Kilanova is pulling this earth elemental into being, you see out of the corner of your eye that a screen kind of zips in front of you. And I'm going to roll something really quick. I hate when you do that. It turns around and you see that there is a literal, like a, an image of a printing press, like engraved in the back of the screen as it turns around. Like it, it seems to be like propelled on its own. Like there's a little drone underneath it as it flips in front of you. Gutenberg didn't even invent printing. Arabs were doing it centuries before. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese invented movable type, not Gutenberg. Brandon, please make an intelligence saving throw for me. That is a four plus five for nine. Mm, with a nine. Okay. So as the screen flits in front of you, the screen then shows like a slideshow of a panther running around Lake Town City. And it's kind of like has the images of like a negative attack ad where it's like, you wouldn't trust Killanova to save you because he created a panther that ran around Lake Town City. Seems bad, right, Milo? That dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> Please make a concentration check for the Earth Elemental for you to hold on to it. Whoa. Yep. Come on, big money. Six. <laughs> With a six. No. All right, Brandon, here's what happens when you lose concentration on Conjure Elemental. I'm aware, but for the audience, let's tell them. <laughs> Yeah, if your concentration is broken, the elemental doesn't disappear. Instead, you lose control of the elemental. It becomes hostile towards you and your companions, and it might attack. Oh, no. Hey. An uncontrolled elemental can't be dismissed by you, and it disappears one hour after you summon it. Brandon, what the fuck? I didn't do it. It was Eric. I had full control over it until this jerk attacker ad. It was a great use of a fifth level spell slot. I must say that. I'm sorry it turned against you. So I think you pull like the earth together in the in the shape of a person and you're like, electric is bad against ground. Go grab the wires. And instead it turns towards you and it goes. Great. Great. Miles says that out loud. Great. 
<laughs> Behind you, you hear, don't worry, I got it. It's Aaron. And you see, there's a guy. What? You turn around, and uh, there is this white dude with freckles wearing a t-shirt and ripped jeans, and he's holding a bow that has, like, flowers bursting out of it. And he says, go, Bramble Strike, take it down. <laughs> is that a warrior cat? He pulls the bow back, and he lets loose an arrow, which transforms into a thorny rose bush as it flies through the air, and it, and it just, like, flies past the earth elemental and just goes right into the fire. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you're feeding it a bit more. It's like, Bramble Strike, no! <laughs> Who are you? Milo, I was trying to help. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Um, What's your name? Aaron, and this is Bramble Strike. It's so nice to meet you both. Oh my God, Milo said that. So cool. Guys. <laughs> what's happening? Focus up. Oh my God, Volcani told me to focus up. Okay, I got it. Bramble Strike, focus up. As he pulls it, he puts another arrow on Bramble Strike. What level are you? You got two attacks? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I think at the same time as Aaron and Bramble Strike pulls onto the scene, you hear like the rush of like the ocean, like a wave. Oh, thank God, come with water powers. Yeah, a wave is coming down the street and you turn around and you see that there's like a man made out of water with bright blue Captain Planet skin. Cool. But like it has the mullet, but it's all made out of water. Okay, He's like okay. surfing down the street. He's like, don't worry. Jack Hoover is here to take care of it. <laughs> Who's coming up with Why these names? Why have just real names? That's Who's my some superhero names? That's my real name, Jack Hoover. Yeah, I got that, bro. You don't have to announce yourself. Uh, please deal with that fire. Jack Hoover is going to take care of that fire. Thanks, Jack Hoover. <laughs> Jack Hoover just starts shooting, like, underhand throws some of the water underneath him at the fire as the fire is starting to. Luckily, he was able to show up because the fire seems to have caught on more as it kind of like something inside. Like, oh, as it eats a thorny rosebush also? Yeah, as it takes a thorny rosebush as fuel, but also something inside seems to have caught more as it goes, <clears throat> but luckily Jack Hoover was able to take care of it at the same time. So now it is your turn. What do you guys do? I'm going to real quick just cast Wall of Stone. Basically, I just want to make a like a rock cage around um, this elemental. Hell yeah! It is thirty HP per inch of thickness, and they can be up to six inches thick. Hell yeah! I think it's totally possible. Yeah. How? What does it look like when you pull ghostly stones? Like, what? What does it look like? You know, like in circuses when they have those motorcycles in a sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like that sphere with that motion, but it's all just like ghosts, like spirits. Hell yes. Ooh, no, I awesome. love that. I love that a lot. Cool. Yeah. So it, it encapsulates the uh, elemental and um, basically Milo's just had to concentrate on holding him there for an hour until he goes away. <laughs> for sure. He's like, no, I wanted to smash. You created me to smash. I was just going to beat it with the poles that I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love while my arms are stretched, I'm going to stretch my legs as well and try to get up to the height of the tram, the sky tram, and just kind of like wave my arms, advance toward wherever it's coming from, and be like, hey, turn around, turn around. Please make a, an intelligent saving throw for me. Saving throw? Excuse you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric, I also have a bad thing. Oh, oh no. Brandon, no. I hit my spiritual search. Brandon, no. Oh, no. Uh, I did get an eight. 
An eight. But fame, so 10. Make a dexterity saving throw, and then Brandon will come back to you. This is not a good first outing for us. I thought it was supposed to be better. <laughs> so that's an 11 with fame of 13. What does it look like when, you, when you, you're stretching up there to go, to go help the, the Skytramp? I mean, I've done a fair bit of, like, directing cars and patrons and, like, sending them out, like, crowd control, stuff like that. So I feel like I have the kind of, like, farmer's market parking attendant or, like, air traffic controller hand motions down. And so I'm trying to say, like, you know, make an X with my arms, and say danger, and point them back toward where they came from. Cool. Trying to make eye contact with the conductor. So your legs stretch yourself all the way up there, so you have your big, big stretchy legs. But diving through your legs is another one of those little screens. And it flies up to you. And once again, there's another, like, attack ad that's like, Aggie O'Hare is from a long line of family members. Who wants their superheroes? <laughs> Who wants their superheroes to be nepotism? Not me. It's not what nepotism is. A dynasty of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> and you are spending too much time sw- trying to swat away the screen as it's like getting in between your legs and like flying around you like a like a gnat that like you don't know how effective you're communicating with the conductor of the sky tram damn wonderful brandon spiritual surge uno oh please oh please jesus sweet baby jesus all right you know what here we go you have been dealing with the earth elemental for so long that you didn't realize that tuna has been crawling up your side and is just like using his little cat stealth. And I think all of a sudden, mm, I know how I can help. And tuna puts his paws over your eyes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Milo, for a second, you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden you're seeing everything in x-ray. And Volcani, you look over and it look tuna fully has... There, his paws over Milo's eyes, but Tuna's eyes are like ghostly white. And Milo, you have advantage on perception checks for a minute as Tuna is giving you like ghost eyes as you can see through things. So you have x-ray vision and advantage on perception checks. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my wall of stone is just fine then. So, hey, sometimes spirit surge d- done good thing. Cool stuff. Yeah. Sometimes. Brandon, please make another perception check for me. So I'll let you do that again. And Volcani, what do you want to do? Moldy tool, you need help up there? Yep, yep, need help. Cool, I'm gonna... <laughs> no one needs more nepotism in our government. You're literally a venture capitalist. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll drop my rage and use jump to get up there. Hell yes. Oh, we've also definitely talked in advance, and you have full consent to, like, climb my body if useful. <laughs> to, like, use it as a ladder <laughs> to get other places. I mean, is that an option for me at this moment? Because if I don't drop the rage, that would also be good. Yeah, you, you totally should. Can you, can you help me up real quick? Oh, yeah. All right. Because we have to stop that thing by force. I think uh, we we might work well together on that. Sure. Make a dexterity check for me. What? Uh, I got a 16. 15 plus 1. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're able you're able to balance yourself even on the stretchy, the big stretchy hand. I can only imagine it's like a like a cherry picker like going elevator. down and going up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to lift you up if I can to as close to the tram as I can manage. Sure. What would you like to do while you're up there, Julia? Well, I want to kind of brace to stop it if necessary. Um, yeah, Brandon, what, what was your perception check? I got a 19 plus 9 for a 28. Fuck oh, yeah, bro. Let's Tell go. me the entire battlefield, please. Sure. So you're... 
with your x-ray vision, you can look inside the thing that is on fire and you see that there is a lot of like, there are seats on a bar and there are booths and you realize this is a diner inside. And the reason why it went up in flames is because the flames have got to the kitchen and the flat top went up in flames. Mm. Oh no, the water guy's not mm -hmm. gonna help then. Mm -hmm. The grease fire. 10 kitchen safety points to Julia. <laughs> With a 28, you also see that it seems like the Sky Tram isn't stopping. I don't know if like there isn't there isn't like a an emergency break in these things or the, the conductor is having trouble reaching for it, but it's not it is not stopping. With a general perception check, that's what I can tell you. Okay. Are these three guys that we rescued from the car okay now? They're just They are they are safe. Cool. And I'm gonna assume that the Earth Elemental is still holding onto the power cable within the cage. <laughs> That, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, the okay. electrical wires are kind of flying everywhere, but no one is getting hurt by them anymore. Just like that, unfortunately, that station wagon is like, is donezo. But it was like old anyway, and he got it from his older brother, so yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. Insurance, you know. So Milo's going to turn to Jack Hoover and say, Jack, do not use your water on that building. It's a grease fire. It's going to go everywhere. Uh, uh, Jack and Aaron, is there any way you can help slow this train down? I think that's our most immediate concern. Jack says, don't worry, I have something that will say, take care of the people inside. Oh, sorry, that's another thing that you see. There are still some folks inside of the, of the burning diner. Oh, boy. Don't worry, I can save the people inside. I got it. Take your orders from Vulcani or Multitool, please. Say, ask what you're going to do first. I don't take orders from anyone. Okay, well, then you can leave the battlefield because this is our battlefield here. I'm the Hoover. Damn, he's really helping out. Uh, Jesus Christ. I can help! Bramble! <laughs> Strike, go! Okay, wait. Before you do that, let's establish a game plan. I rolled a three. Once Good. again, Aaron fires Bramble Strike. The arrow transforms into a rosebush, but this one has like more stems that hopefully was gonna like grab onto the wires or something to hold it together and just flies forward and like hits a car like two blocks away. <laughs> Alright, never fucking Aaron, mind. You're doing great. Good job, Aaron. Thanks. Sa thank you. I just want to help. How does Bramble Patch sound like both a Transformer and a My Little Pony? It's amazing. Bramble Strike, go! <laughs> All right, Aggie, here's the plan. I want you to brace me like like a little slingshot situation while yeah. I try to, to stop the train with strength. Hopefully, fingers sure. crossed. Your action to be ready can be, uh, I'm going to ready a strength check to grab it. I'm totally down with that. Yeah, that's my game plan is I'm going to try to do a strength check to slow this down Spider-Man style. Hell yes. Yeah, I was going to ask Aaron to see if he could entangle the tracks to try to slow them down a little bit, but... I'll try again. I'm not going to this one yet. I'm useless here, Aaron. Not going to lie I to found you. it recently. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, that's when Jack says, Don't, I'm here to save you. Oh, God. Don't worry. And Jack conjures the water around him, kind of like in a circle, and then just steps into the diner. And you hear it just start steaming, like, as the water around him just kind of goes up in steam. And it kind of just like, it's creating a lot of a fog around the fire at the moment. It is now your turn once again. Can I investigate the wires? I don't know if my lay of the land background will help at all, but I'd love to see if there seems to be any kind of damage. Sure thing. Make an investigation check. Okay, so nine plus fame for an 11. All right. Uh, with your fame, as you, you're kind of still stretched up there and you crane your neck over, maybe you even stretch your neck over to look at the wires. I try to stretch my neck too much. It can look creepy. Uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and you look up there and you see that 
it seems like the wires are way more frayed than you thought. Yeah. And you look and there's like three little pieces and two and one, and then it fully snaps as the sky tram starts to fall out of the sky. Julia, please make a strength saving throw. Mm-hmm. I will give you advantage. On this. I already have advantage because I'm raging, but thanks. Hell yeah, I'll, I will lower the DC for this. <laughs> so I rolled a nine. Yeah. And then I rolled a nat 20. Yeah. Okay. Plus eight. Wonderful. Plus my fame modifier. Sure. So a natural 30. Good to know. As a reaction, five. please make a charisma saving throw. I fucking will. <laughs> a 22. Wonderful. As you are about to, you have readied your action. You're going to grab the sky tram out of the sky. A screen zips up in front of you and says, I don't trust Volcani. Hey, Who fuck go- off. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. <laughs> the, screen just, the screen just zips away. And then with your natural goddamn 30. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. It's like the sky tram just comes down on you as you grab it out of the air while balancing on top of multi-tools like stretched out hand. And you're, you were just holding the sky tram. You could see the conductor and some people are now like smushed on top of the window that's facing you and they're like, ah, Bukati. <laughs> and what I was like, oh fuck yeah, Bukati would win the fight. That's fucking right. And yeah, I'll just turn along with Volcani and you know, they can hopefully just put it down safely at the next stop. Hell yes. This Brandon, started you... so badly and ended very yeah, well. It did. Brandon, uh, are you still just concentrating on keeping the earth elemental in there? Yes, I'm going to continue to concentrate because I do not want this earth elemental to wreak havoc. Cool. You can't make a spell or anything, but do you want to do like a skill check that wouldn't like disrupt your concentration? Like, is there something you would like to do? I mean, may I suggest that the, the imperiled NPCs are like fanning you, giving you a Gatorade, taking pictures of you as you concentrate. <laughs> like, I think this could be kind of tight. So, like, uh, where do these stones even come from? Like, do they come out of your body? Also, are you like Danny Phantom, where, like, you go no! into the, the ghost realm as part He's of you? exactly like Danny Phantom. <laughs> do the spirits like you? What happens to us when we die? Don't ask that question. It's Anubis. Get yourself right with Anubis. Uh, I think what Milo's gonna do is... I think what the LT3 would actually maybe do is that they have a direct line to emergency services. I like that. Yeah. So if you'll allow me, and I'm sure it's voice activated, so Milo's going to be like, hey, February, which is the voice assistant, call LTFD. And then Milo's going to ask them to bring a like firefighting helicopter full of fire suppressant over to this building. PPM Cheerio, happy to help on it. Wow. I don't have time for this, but we're talking about this later. Is our fire chief British? When did that happen? Is our voice assistant British? That's February's voice, my man. (laughs) Milo forgot that he put the voice assistant on British. Oi, bro, happy to help. We're going to be on it to shake some lamb. I think Volcani, while holding up this giant Skytram car, is like, is Milo still have that thing in a cage? The, the rock thing? Let me out, smash! You can't tell me what to do, Dad! I'm gonna look down. Does it does it seem Milo's has it in hand? 
Oh, yeah. The wall is definitely keeping that thing in. Okay. All right. Wonderful. I think at that moment, Aaron's like, you got it. Great job. I'm going to put Bramble Strike away. Don't worry about it. And then you hear as stepping back out from the fire is Jack Hoover with like this like circle of water around him and you can see like he's only like darker water inside of this lighter water and there's like four people floating around inside of the water like synchronized swimmers in a Busley Berkeley musical like around <laughs> around him that's actually very helpful thank you can they breathe two of them can they'll be fine what <laughs> what does that mean eject them eject them uh I'm already on it Gross. like so like, like someone ripped open an above-ground pool. The water just like <laughs> slops on the ground as the four people just tumble out. Like, ah, thanks! I didn't catch your name! Jack Hoover. Like the dam. Like the vacuum. <laughs> no, it's the, da- it's, it's the dam. <laughs> like I'm a I'm, uh, creation of America. Like the I'm president. all that energy together. Yeah, his name. That's the dam. I'm related to Herbert Hoover. He was a shitty president. No. Not, not true. It wasn't a matter of opinion. It's a fact. Shut up. I'm too busy saving lives while you're holding a big thing in your arms. What is the guy doing here? Can't tell. Too busy saving people. Oh, fuck you, Jack Hoover. Okay, guys, we're going to need a meeting. Hell yeah. We're, we're out of action right now as everything kind of wraps up. The Earth Elemental goes, Oh, I never asked to be born. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing this to poor Brandon. Thank <laughs> you, Julia. <laughs> as, he just, as he crumbles into, into stone, that's taken care of. The three bros in the car are safe and outside of the electrical wires. You're, you are able to lower down the Sky Tram. Uh, and lots of people ask for Volcani's autograph. Cool. Um, all of the wet people from the diner surrounding Jack and taking <laughs> selfies with him. I think um, you see that Milo is like visibly upset with himself, like very downtrodden. Like he he's really disappointed that he caused a problem and had to fix it and really didn't help with the other stuff. Hey, man, is this your? Uh, are you have you been doing this a long time? Because, like, I'm kind of new at it, too. Don't worry about it. Don't shake, shake it off. No, I've been doing it a while, Aaron, but uh, I'm, <laughs> glad to, I'm glad to have you in the fold. Um, yeah, if you, if you want to, you know, be a identified superhero and uh, help some other folks and learn, we'd love to have you on the team, you know? Not the LC3, but the wider team of superheroes. <laughs> oh, okay. Aaron seems like a good candidate for that uh, Big Supers, Little Supers program we were talking about, Milo. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Can someone tell me how to use Bramble Strike? See, <laughs> this is exactly what I mean. Where did you find that? Uh, in the woods. Also, can someone help me with this? He shows uh, where he's been. He's holding Bramble Strike in one hand, and there's like thorns <laughs> going into his hand. He's like, I don't know where else to hold it. <laughs> Are you sure you're supposed to have that and not someone else? I don't know. I found it. 
Oh, why don't boy. Why don't you carry it in like a like a tote bag, like one of those big plastic ones people use for their laundry, and then like let's let's like meet. Like here's a card for for us. You can you can tweet to us or like email us or whatever, and we'll we'll find some time. You gotta get like a glove or something, man. I'm gonna go to House Warehouse and get some gloves. <laughs> yeah, like gardening gloves. Gardening yeah, yeah, yeah. gloves, yeah. like yeah. thick ones. Get some falconer's gloves. Those are even yeah, those are better. yeah, or welder's gloves. Exactly, welder's uh, gloves. Yeah, I'll go to the Falconer Isle and House Warehouse. They have everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining a Raptors Isle of House Warehouse for all yeah. of your your falconry, eagle, and etc. needs. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very good. Listen, Milo, you dealt with that super well. Okay, that was a great idea, great strategy, and you contained it before it could cause any damage. And like, Volcani, thank you. You totally came through for me. I was super distracted by that stupid ad, and I I totally missed the mark trying to stop that tram from coming. Yeah, I mean, that's not on you, Milo, or you, Aggie. Like, that thing was sent to distract you and make our lives harder, so like, it's not a big deal if it did affect you. You didn't know what was gonna happen. I mean, okay, yeah. I hear you. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. As the three of you are pulling yourself together here, I think, uh, you see that Jack Hoover kind of slides backwards on his water, and you see that the three screens, the widescreen television screens, then switch to a PowerPoint that says, Superheroes for You, and it says, I don't think that we should be depending on fallible humans. So I cast Magic Missile on each of those uh, screens real quick. Yeah, roll roll for those. Cool. Is it superheroes for you, like the number four and the letter U? Yeah, it's like superheroes on his left above him is four and U is to his right. I love that. Two. Three, four, two. Plus one to each of those. So four, five, three. Great. Yeah. <laughs> what do your Magic Missiles look like? I think I just, like, make a finger gun and go pew, 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 and it's a little fireball. Yeah, I think that you shoot three fireballs at the one that says four, and that one goes down with the other one, so now it's just superhero you. <laughs> it's a superhero university. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't think we should be depending on the fallibility of humans to defend yourself. Don't you want a bespoke, powered person to be able to help you no matter what happens? That is why Gutenberg is here to save you when you need it. As coming from like the bottom up, you see like the wire frames of the water. I don't know if you've seen like video games getting put together, but it's like they put the details on as a layer cake and there's like a, a green graphical skeleton underneath a lot of video game stuff. So as the you see like from the water up, the pixels kind of start dissolving and you see like Jack Hoover is slowly getting made out of the green, this green graphical skeleton as... Like, the water is kind of, like, wicking away and be like, I know that we've had a lot of bad press over the last uh, over the last few weeks, but really it's the government and the people trying to keep you from what you want and you taking control of all of that. Dr. Morrow is out of the picture, but I think that her disciples are still around keeping you from that. Accept Gutenberg into your life, and your life will be better. Is he the Christ now? <laughs> <laughs> the commercial wow. Christ. The messiah. The superhero messiah. Brandon, sometimes tech startups are the messiah. <laughs> and as he says it's for you, Jack Hoover is fully just a green skeleton and then poof, 
into pixels up in the sky that comes down like little confetti on all of the people who have been saved. So he was named after the vacuum all along. (laughs) No, it's you're the one who sucks. (laughs) Wow. I think Volcani just turns to the crowds like, y'all ever seen Terminator? This guy just wants Terminator to happen sooner. (laughs) Yeah, but some of those people ended up pretty good in Terminator. Like we didn't see the future, right? No, the whole point of Terminator <laughs> is, like, they keep coming back in time and resetting the timeline so that the Terminator step happens. I don't think, uh, uh, I think we must be thinking of different movies, because I remember in Terminator, it was great and everyone loved, uh, and I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I don't know what you mean. Yeah, but Arnold Schwarzenegger great. was a bad guy in the first one, then he comes back But he back was a good guy in the second one and in all the other movies, Are you so thinking of I don't Jingle know what you're all the way about. home, or... Well, Connie, if you just want to debate me on term- on Terminator, I can tell you right now. I've watched Who that movie tons of times. I'm not telling you my name. Are you serious? I think you should rewatch the Terminator franchise and then come back at me because this guy wants the like AI awakening to happen, and that's not cool. Wow, you're really virtue signaling right now that you can save me and then you can also need to be right? Wow, can't believe that. Multi-Tool's going to step up and, and like put a hand up like, hey, uh, and say... His love was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end Stop street. Stop okay? him with the folklore lyrics. That's what my f- friend, that's my sister Quinn's friend said. Taylor, <laughs> listen, it's shiny and it's it's uh it's seductive and it's not real. All right. I'm gonna have to go do my own research. That's fine. <laughs> I think that oh no, it's I not think, research if you're not doing some actual science. Woo, you're just googling. Woo, 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 woo. As the fire department finally pulls up and then just start, starts spraying down everything. Like, Oi, bro, fire department is here. If you need anything, I'm February. The AI assistant's talking oh. to you on your, on your, oh. your comms. Oh, man, I really thought that was the fire chief. <laughs> Thanks, Fabs. I'll give you a good cleaning later. Wonderful. I think as you all pull yourself together, the TVs just kind of fly away. Everyone starts to disperse as, as we seem to get a handle on all of this. And uh, Milo, you get a message on the super secret app that doesn't actually exist on your phone. And it's from your dad. And your dad says, Um, so, remember what I said? A lot of people need to get really okay with a lot of stuff real quick. We're going to have to start that now. <laughs> <laughs> 